Welcome to HG Church Podcast, where we provide clarity in life through Jesus Christ. We are so glad you are joining, and wherever you are listening from, we believe God will provide you clarity through today's message. Good evening, HG Church. Welcome to HG Online. Once again, my name is Jason, and I have the opportunity to share the Word of God with you tonight. Um, We are in our midweek series, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And... I just think that we're, we, we are so blessed that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. In Joel 2.28, it says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And besides the Old Testament prophets um, saying that God is going to put his spirit inside of believers, Jesus said in John 16.7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus said there's someone coming that's more to your advantage than me being here. He was talking about the Holy Spirit, specifically the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. So the same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus while he was on the earth now today dwells in us. This is something that has to be real to us. No matter how you feel, the Holy Spirit dwells in you forever. Last time I got to minister how to be led by the Spirit of God, by how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And today I want to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12:1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So Paul is is leading off this chapter and he's talking about the gifts and that he doesn't want you to not know about the gifts of the spirit. So I'm going to skip down to verse four and continue reading. It says there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Then Paul goes on talking about the body of Christ, how we are different parts of the body, but we um, and we have different functions. You might be an eye, an ear, a foot and a hand in regards to the body of Christ. We all have different functions and different gifts. And then he continues in First Corinthians um, twelve twenty seven. He says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. And then he goes on and asks, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. So 
the first thing I want to talk about since we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit is that they're manifested by the Holy Spirit. Verse 7 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And it's God that works all in all. The word manifestation here in the Greek means an exhibition or expressing or expressing a bestowment. In other words, the expression of the gift. That's what manifestation means. Have you ever seen somebody in the church do something that seems to be like they're doing it with little effort? It's like they're a natural. But it's not that they're a natural. That's the Holy Spirit that's working in them. That's the gift working in them. Take, for instance, Amanda, um, the worship leader. If you guys been in any of our services, you will know that that she has a gift and her gift is where she's at right now. But her grit, her gift was brought out by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that they're manifested by the Holy Spirit. And if you've been here long enough then you know that we went through a lot of changes with the, um, with the worship team. And, if we, and we got to witness a lot of different talent. But there's a difference between having talent and the spirit manifesting. When the spirit manifests, the Bible says that we all get to profit. And I think that's what we are doing right now. We're getting the profit of the manifestation of the spirit. I remember one time we went to Laughlin with the chariots. Um, the reason why um, I'm bringing this out is because I wasn't a chariot yet. At the time, I was in the Bible college, and we were learning about evangelism. So I thought it would be cool to put th- what I'm learning in the classroom to action, okay? But it wasn't that easy, okay? I mean, I'm at a biker rally. I'm not a biker. I'm a Bible student. <laughs> so you can imagine that it was kind of difficult to relate to these bikers. And then I heard these words, it's not you, it's the Holy Ghost inside you. And that changed my whole outlook on the ministry. And from that time on, I went out not relying on my own ability, but relying on the Holy Spirit. And when I got out of the way, the Holy Spirit came in and he manifested himself and people started to receive. And that's when the fun started. Amen. So we're talking about spiritual gifts. The next thing I want to talk, talk about is that we all have a gift. We all have a gift. In Ephesians 4, 7, it says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, for the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. The word irrevocable in the Greek means without repentance which means he doesn't change his mind about it. He has given us all this gift, and sometimes we have more than one. Our job is to find out what it is and to do it. Now, earlier I read about all the different kinds of gifts, and the reason why I read those is because it's kind of a list of different gifts. The Bible is full of people showing their gifts, And one thing I want to bring out is that it just because your gift is not on that list doesn't mean that it's not a gift from God. For instance, you might have a gift to make money for the kingdom or for the ministry. If that's your gift and you know that's from God, then do it. 
That's your gift. That's what he gave you. All right. Don't try to be something that you're not. We, what we need to do is what we have to do is glory in what God has given us. No matter what that gift is, you're only going to be blessed or excel if you're operating in that gift. I'll use Pastor Eric as an example. Now, we have seen his gift develop. We all got to watch. And it's important to realize that he is not just filling a position. He has a gift and he's graced to be a minister. And he said something the other day that kind of stuck with me. And he, he, he was speaking about his gift. And what he said was, I always knew that I had the gift to speak. That's the way that gifts are. They don't just appear when we realize what they are. God has already put them in us and our job is to find out what they are and do them. Amen. Now, if you know what your gift is, my encouragement is that you develop in it and just use it and do it as much as possible. That's the reason that God gave it to us. And if you don't know what your gift then is, what I encourage you to do is to ask God to reveal it to you. Some things that might help you out is this. Your gift is probably something that you love to do. No, I'm going to say it's not probably. It is something that you love doing. You would do it even if you didn't get paid to do it, if nobody else noticed it. And then when you do find out what it is, you're going to be like, oh, you know what? That's it. And you might even say something like, I always knew that that was in me or I always wanted to do that. The bottom line is that we all have a gift. Our job is to find out what it is and do it. And now I want to talk about something that's really, really big. Um, and it's in the Bible, and, and I believe that it's, it's a gift. But I believe that it's, it's a gift that everybody can have. And what that gift is, is the Bible talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So we're going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, it's always also called being full of the Holy Spirit. And I, like I said before, and I wanted to get this clear, that th I believe that this is available to every believer. First, I want to show that there's a difference between the Holy Spirit being in you which happens at the new birth and the Holy Spirit on you, which the baptism of the Holy Spirit or being filled with the Holy Spirit is with the evidence of speaking in tongues. In Ephesians 1.13, it says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So it's a fact that all believers have the Holy Spirit in them at the new birth. This is the witness that's inside you. Now let's read Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, 
and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is what Acts chapter 1 was referring to when it said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. This is the same Holy Spirit that changed Peter and empowered him to be a minister. Days before that, he was denying the Lord. He denied him three times. But when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, that power that came through that, he preached and the Bible says that 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom that day. So let's look at, exa at examples of how um, people were baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The first instance is about Philip, the evangelist, and it's in Acts chapter 8, verse 14 through 17. And to give us some context, what happened is um, Philip is out preaching and he's in Samaria and they're receiving what he's saying to them. Verse, and then I'll pick up in verse 14. It says, now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So here in Samaria, we have believers who get baptized with the Holy Spirit. And right before this happened, um, it talks about a guy named Simon who was previously a sorcerer. He was practicing sorcery. And the Bible says that when Philip was preaching that he believed on Jesus. And then verse 18, right after they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit, verse 18 says, And when Simon saw that through the laying on hands of the apostles, the Holy Spirit was given, he, was, he offered them money. So the question is, what did he see? Now the Bible doesn't say specifically that they spoke in tongues. But obviously he saw something because the Bible says that he was willing to pay for it, which later on he got rebuked. From Acts chapter 2, as an example, we can only assume that what he saw was them speaking in tongues. How can you see something unless it manifests? Okay. When we pray for people in the natural, we don't always see a manifestation. But in this instance, the Bible says that he saw what happened. So it's only obvious. The conclusion is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And then the second instance is also in Acts. It's chapter 10, verse 34 through 43. It, it talks about Peter where he comes down to Cornelius and he meets him. So. Again, we have Peter preaching, but this time he's preaching to the Gentiles. And verse 44 says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. 
for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Here we have the Holy Spirit falling and the evidence of speaking in tongues. And what's interesting is that nobody laid hands on them. The Holy Spirit came on them as the word was preached. And then the third instance is found in Acts chapter 19. I'm going to read verse 1 through 6, and it says, And it happened while Apollos was, in, was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Once again, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, I'm going to read some scriptures that might help us in this area because um, we're talking about speaking in tongues. The Bible says in Isaiah 28:11, for with stampering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people. Mark 16, 17 says, go into all the world. Well, let me let me put it in context. In verse 16, it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. So he's giving the, um, the commission. And then in verse 17, he says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. So this is why I believe this is for all believers. Then the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 5, I wish you all spoke with tongues. In 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he says, I thank my God that I speak tongues, I speak with tongues more than you all. And then in verse 39, it says, do not forbid to speak with tongues. I believe that Paul understood the importance of speaking in tongues, and I believe that we should as well. So let's talk about how to receive the baptism or the fullness of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The first thing that we have to do is we have to get our mind out of the way. This is something that's spiritual. It's not a natural thing. So it's not something that you can easily um, think about and get. It's a spiritual concept. So everything, the Bible says that everything we receive is by faith. And we know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And whatever things we ask when we pray, if we believe that we receive them, we will have them. So I believe if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I believe you can now. Luke eleven thirteen says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So right now. Um, we're going to pray and what we're going to pray for is anybody 
that has never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And it's important to realize one more thing that the, the Holy Spirit doesn't make you speak. Okay. The Bible doesn't say that the Holy Spirit spoke. What it says is when they put laid hands on him, that they began to pray in tongues. It doesn't ever say that the Holy Spirit spoke in tongues. So that's one thing that we have to realize. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's, it's you speaking because the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do it. So you have to be the one that speaks by faith. Amen. I hope this is something that you guys that that we can we can grasp. And I know that there are people that that need to receive this. I know this because I have been where I haven't had the the, um, ability to speak in tongues. And now I do have the ability to speak in tongues. And I know the difference. There's a power and there's something that's missing. And that's what the answer is. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you have given us. And I thank you right now, Father, for everybody that's listening to me, Lord, that anybody that wants to receive the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in tongues, they can do it now. So, Father, right now, as we come to you, I pray that our minds be open to hear your voice, your spirit to speak to us right now so that we can receive this in the name of Jesus. So right now, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the infilling of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I receive that and I thank you for it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now pray. Pray from your spirit. Let it out. Your spirit wants to do this. And if you feel that urge, just let it out wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Just let it out. Let the let your tongue speak words to God. The Bible says that you when you speak, you're speaking. Your spirit is speaking to God. Thank you, Lord, wherever you are. Wherever you guys are, this is something that we can do. This is something that you can um, pray to God about. Just pray in the spirit. And I encourage you. For those of you that receive this and are able to speak in tongues, I encourage you to grow in this. This is something that you grow in. And as the days go, you, you, you start doing it more and more, and it helps you out. God starts revealing things to you. 
And one thing I want to say before I let you go is if you haven't received it, even if you didn't, it's okay. This is not something that everybody can just receive the first time they hear it or anything like that because sometimes our natural mind gets in a way. But what I encourage you to do is go back, look at these scriptures, read, study on your own, and see what God is saying to you through this. In Jude 1.20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To find out more about HD Church, like upcoming events, ways to give, and much more, be sure to check out our website at hdchurchdelano.org. Grace and peace be with you all.